1: Simon Delaney is travelling around Ireland and indeed going elsewhere in his new TV series on RTE called On the Roads with Simon Delaney. And the show focuses on road safety and climate action, looking at the changes happening to try and make our roads safer and greener. And he stopped around the Barna Gap in Limerick. You might have seen that during last night's episode on RTE. And he is on the line to tell us a bit more. Hello, Simon.
0: Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am living the dream on a daily basis, Joe. <laughs> <Good>
1: <laughs> <man>. <laughs> so listen, th- this is a bit different to what we would usually see you do. So what was interesting about this project for you?
0: Well, this is the the fourth series, show that I've done with the RSA and RTE, looking at kind of driving habits. Uh, in the first series, we looked at Irish driving habits. Then we looked at the point of view from cyclists. And then we looked at the driving tests. And now we're looking at things that have changed around Europe and schemes that have been put in place around cities and rural areas in Europe that we're looking at trying to implement here. So we were looking at where we're at here in Ireland in terms of road safety and what's happening across the continents and looking at what they're doing and seeing if we can implement them here.
1: Right. And Simon, in the uh, local episodes of Real Relevance to Us, you met with Seamus Collins, who's a road safety campaigner, about a dangerous stretch of road at Barna that a lot of us will know, but for those that don't, tell us a bit more about it.
0: Yeah, we met with Seamus down uh, right beside the road. In fact, we stopped into a lovely coffee shop right next door. It had a sticky bowl as well. It was most pleasant way to spend the morning joe and <laughs> um, but the road itself was i suppose you and i are of an age that we call we would have called it an accident black spot back in the day and mm. um, it was a particularly it's a fast road and had a bend in it and it had caused quite a number of fatalities over the years and seamus and a group of local campaigners got together and said look we need to do something about the roads uh, and give the county council you know a bit of a push and, you know, look at realigning the road. So they they took to Facebook and they got a campaign together and then over the space of a couple of years, the road was realigned and I think it was completed maybe six years ago and there hasn't been a single fatality on it since, which is fantastic. So just goes to demonstrate sort the of people power and you know, if we want things to change, the best way to do it is them ourselves and, and make representations ourselves to our local pe- politicians and our local county councillors and uh, address the issue. And they did that down in Barna.
1: Yeah, isn't it great to be involved in something that has that definitive um, improvement in road safety standards?
0: Absolutely, 100%. I and mean, like, it did take a long time. It took a couple of years, but look, they got it done and, and the proof's in the pudding. in in the sense that there hasn't been a fatality on that stretch of road since they got the road realigned, so that works and we're looking at similar schemes and systems that they put in place across Europe not just in urban settings but in rural settings because the majority of roads in Ireland are rural roads and we looked at how different countries police those rural roads and then schemes that we can do in, in our rural areas that will improve the, the safety, and not just safety Joe, it's also tied to climate change and this is not a debate any longer. We, we've signed up to this in terms of a road safety strategy which is called Vision Zero. We have to reduce road deaths by 2030 and eliminate them completely by 2050 and that goes alongside with having to reduce our carbon emissions. And that's not just the fumes that are coming out of your car, that's tire degradation as you're driving the small particles that are released from that these are things that we've signed up to and have to do so it's no longer a debate about you know improving road safety and air quality this
1: has to happen Right we're talking to Simon Delaney about uh, his TV series in RT called On the Roads with Simon Delaney Um, was there something you saw abroad that you know was blindingly simple but maybe we just don't do here Well, there's a lot of it, Joe, really. I mean, obviously,
0: the big killer on our roads still remains speed, and that's right across Europe. It's still the number one cause of most uh, serious injuries and fatalities across the continent. Um, And there are little things that can be done. I mean, it sounds so logical when you say about reducing speed, but in particular when it comes to areas surrounding vulnerable road users, and maybe like schools, you know, so our planners need to look at, how do we get our kids to and from the school safely? There was a great quote on the show last night where I think it was a a politician in Bilbao said, you know, every 12-year-old should be able to go to school, be it in a car or on a bike, on a bus, on their own, without their parents having to fear for their safety. Look, I have four kids myself. I know how handy it is to try and drop the kids up to the school gate, but that's not realistic anymore. There are schemes in place now across Europe, and some in Dublin, some in Ireland, uh, in Oran, more particularly, and in Dublin, where they're bringing in school systems to try and reduce the amount of cars in and around the school, reduce the speed limits, but Again, you know, people will only sign up to doing things like this in terms of leaving the car at home and taking the bike or walking the kids if it's safe to do so. There's no point in getting on a bike if there isn't safe cycling infrastructure. So it all comes back to planning. Everybody will say, if you do a survey, do you want the area to be safer for your kids? No one's going to say no. Everyone's going to say yes. But realistically, oh, we'll only sign up to a if there's a viable alternative there for us. Yes, yes,
1: And do you think, Simon, that, you know, within a decade, let's say, by the early 2030s, that the whole approach here will be different and that far fewer people will be even using cars day to day?
0: Yeah, well, that's the plan. You know, the plan is to, to reduce those those numbers of fatalities and serious injuries. But, I mean, you know, one thing that I'd like to get across is that the show is an anti-car. I mean, I'm a car driver. I'm a car user. I use it for work every day. Um, you know, it's unrealistic to try and think that we're trying to get rid of cars. Like, no city will be car-free. That's illogical because people live in the city. People go to college and to work in the city. Goods and services have to get into city centres. So, it's unrealistic to say that is going to be car-free. That's not going to happen but what we might be able to do if we build better public uh, transport infrastructure if we build safer segregated cycling infrastructure if we build greenways like the ones down at westport and mayo and encourage people to get involved in active travel it's not just going to reduce road safety figures but it'll make us healthier as a nation and it'll make us cleaner and greener as a nation
1: yeah absolutely um you're still stuck in, in a lot of different bits and pieces aren't you Simon in fairness to you <laughs> I put
0: down my I put my success Joe down to being very cheap and very available that's the key <laughs> but,
1: but, but I mean do you find that when you're out and about in, in Dublin for example like what will people come up and talk to you about that you've been involved in over my so? god
0: yeah, it varies Joe I mean a lot of people obviously will you know watch Ireland AM every weekend and that's, that's the main thing a lot of people still talk to me about Bachelor's Walk which was 20 years ago on the telly um, a lot of younger people will watched, remember me from Roy, which is an animated series at North Then there's people who remember seeing The Conjuring 2, the horror film, or they might have seen me in a show in London or in Dublin. So it's it's very, Joe, when someone comes to me and goes, I remember seeing you in, it could be anything. It could yeah, be Karen Street, it could be Emmerdale, it could, anything. It
1: could, because you even you were in the good <laughs> wife for a couple of episodes. I was, two, yeah, yeah, States, yeah, yeah. I remember that.
0: <laughs> That was one of the first gigs I did in America. Yeah, I went out there about eight, nine years ago, and uh, signed with a management company and agents in in New York and L.A. And then ended up in a company in an episode of The Good Wife opposite Eddie Izzard, which was incredible. That's right. Um, yes, yeah, I remember. it was a great episode.
1: Was, and, and and tell me, I mean, when you got on set there, you know, what was the the compare and contrast between the work you would have done this side of the Atlantic? Well, I think
0: it's the same work except the scale was different. I mean, the sh- a show like The Good Wife shoots 10 months a year. They do 22 episodes a season. So they shoot five, six days a week for 10 months of the year. So there would have been a crew of about 250, maybe 300 on that show. It was shot in, in, um, in these sound stages in Brooklyn. New York and it's just an industry just one one soundstage was The Good Wife and it was all the offices, all the interiors, the houses etc. So it was just really the scale but then you walk into the room and you see Juliana Margiles, Alan Cummings, uh, you know Eddie Izzard, Christina Baranski and you go Jesus, Mary-Joseph, I better not get it wrong here. Yeah. So if you, the pressure kind of comes on to you, but then you're there for a reason. You've auditioned and you've got cast, you know, so you're, you're cast because you're, they think you're able to do
1: it and then you have to turn up and do it. And you do. And, and, you know, it's interesting you should say about Bachelor's Walk that people still talk to you about that. Absolutely. I mean, 20 years...
0: 2001, I think, was the first series. Um, and then RT repeats it over the last couple of years. Particularly during lockdown, they repeated it and abroad brought a kind of a new audience to it. But there's not a week that goes by where I don't get a message on Instagram or Twitter or someone on the street saying, Ah, I remember watching this on a Monday night at 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know, the, the thing about Simon is because uh, my, my other half was abroad actually while it was first run. So yeah. we, we taped it and, and I said, You have to watch this. And she was going, What, really? 20? I said, I'm telling you it's, it, it still stands up you know it still it stands does,
0: up it does It does. it's amazing actually when I sit the last time it was repeated I caught a couple of episodes and I sat with my my 15 year old and watched it yeah. he was like Jesus you're smoking in every scene <laughs> <laughs> we were smoking inside outside in cars in bars in beds wherever we're, um, it's amazing actually to look at it and just to see how much Dublin City Centre has changed because we were filming Right during the the boom of the Celtic Tiger, and all you can see in the shots is cranes. I mean, yeah. Dublin was just changing so much. And I remember one journalist writing at the time. He said, uh, "He said I live in Bachelors Walk." He said, "But I wish I lived in there, Bachelors Walk. It looks like Paris." <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I tell you, it was. No, it was, it was. It was. brilliant. It was brilliant. All right. Well, listen, it's great to chat to you as always, Simon, um, and uh, continued success to you. So this episode, the next episode is next Monday. Uh, just to let people know, about right. the On the roads with uh, Simon Delaney, and I suppose the. Other Point finally is the cost of keeping a car on the road at the moment is Uh, insane.
0: Listen, I have like most houses in the country, Joe. Like, I have four kids with two cars, and I swear to God, it's me. I'm crying every time I go to the petrol pumps, but
1: this is what we're in. We're, We're stuck in it now at the minute great. All right, listen, great to chat to you as always. Thanks, Simon. Appreciate your a time. pleasure, Joe. Have a good day. Take care. Take care. That's uh, Simon Delaney there telling us about a number of things but uh, his latest series is on RT On The Roads with Simon Delaney. Uh, next episode coming up on Monday evening. Your views. Your news. Your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live
0: 95.